was really good, man. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Hollywood yelling in the building. DC three to three. All right, deeper than bars. All right, because it's deeper than bars, deeper than rap. Well, we go beyond the bars and deeper than facts. You feel me? All right, you know, on this edition of the podcast, man, you know, this one, I I get into my music bag. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, we discuss things, music and entertainment. You know what I'm saying? We definitely, especially battle rap. We definitely cover battle rap. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, where we from in the city of Cleveland, man, we just now starting to really get our flowers or at least some type of recognition of the fact that we deserve flowers. So, you know, we, we building on the momentum, you know what I'm saying? We we guys who was really a part of the part of the groundbreaking and getting this shit together, you know what I'm saying? But right now, man, we just covered a whole scope. All right. And you know, what will we be talking about music and battle rap, especially when it comes to underground shit or you know, just now thriving for real type shit and we don't cover the URL a little bit, all right? Now, it's a lot of leagues out here, man. You got UR Will, you know what I'm saying? You got Rare Breed, you got um, Organic in them over there with uh, King of the Doctor. Mm. You got battle rappers really starting to get about their money now and be about their business. You know what I'm saying? It seems like the battle rap bag has increased um, significantly. And it's been going in. All right. So. URL drops a trailer today, and they dropped a car for Civil War Two. Now the headline in battle on this call is Sue Surf versus Cortez. This is interesting because Sue Surf and Cortez was supposed to battle last month on any given Sunday, or was that the beginning of this month? I think it was last month, on any given Sunday. Uh, unfortunately. There was a situation that happened in the arena, and before Sue Surf and Cortez was about to go on, they literally cleared out the venue. So you know how URL do. We complete the objective, you know what I'm saying? We gonna come back and get it popping, you know what I'm saying? Gotta give Smack some shout out, though, because Smack a cool cat, you know what I'm saying? And he approachable. As long as you ain't on no bullshit, you know what I'm saying? You really just being genuine also. Like, Smack a cool dude, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to him and Beasley, you know what I'm saying? Businessman, but they doing their thing. Uh, and this car, not, I'm going to say this, right? Sue Surf and Cortez is not a matchup that everybody is looking forward to because of each other's skills. It's the fact that they've just been taking shots at each other for like 10, 15 years. And it's about time somebody come outside. We tired of hearing y'all talk shit and y'all ain't battling. The crazy thing about these two is they known chokers. When they needed to have it together the most, they choke. The Any Given Sunday car was a fire car. On that car, um, it consisted of Chess versus Calico, Clips versus Luke Castro, uh, and Danny Myers versus Av. Before I finish y'all with this Civil 2 trailer, I, I, I got to do a little recap on this event. Um, because, first off, Av and Danny was a fire battle. Both of them brought it. But I swear this nigga half took the fuck off in like round two or three. I know the first round was crazy from both of them. I want to say if I remember correctly, I felt like Danny kind of slipped off in the second. Ab kind of elevated. I think the third might could be debatable when I'm as Ab, I thought. But that battle was fire, and that battle set off the event. So when you got two guys like Danny, and Ab, and they start off your events. You know, two guys that's going to bring it, not really, you ain't got to worry about no slip-ups, no chokes, or nothing like that. Um, you know, you, 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 you tend to want to set the right tone for the night. The following battle was Luke Castro versus Clips. Let me tell you something. 
And I'm going to be very honest. Outside of Fonz, Fonz is like my favorite battle rapper. That nigga so fucking fire. We going to get into that conversation. Outside of Fonz. Hey. And they don't even. We gonna get into how he just how he just took take the demon up top though. We we gonna we. Yeah, that's on the app, Bruh, He now don't get me wrong. Tink third was crazy, but we don't get into that in a second. Luke Castro versus Clips. Like I say, my favorite battle rappers um, from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I said outside of Fonz is my number one. Uh, Clips. Sue Surf and Clean Paper. It was my three. They're my top three. I feel like when them three niggas in they bag, ain't no beat in them for real. You know what I'm saying? Like because they can freestyle, they got punchlines, they got haymakers, they can talk to you. You know what I'm saying? They could they could be funny. Like they got the whole package, in my opinion. And I've been saying this since like 2012. All right, these been my three guys. Now, you know, Clips is considered one of the goats. Sue Surf, then they're reinventing himself, you know what I'm saying, and became one of the, you know, the reigning top tier guys. And Clean Paper starting to make a little comeback. I need to see Clean. I need Clean. Clean, player. Take this shit serious. Get this bag, bro. It's a lot of epic battles that us rap, battle rap fans is missing from you, my guy. We would still like to get those. I think you still got a lot of shit to say. So we would like to get those. But let's not take it away from Clips. Right? Clips is just one of them dudes that the only question you ask is, is he going to be serious today? He personally wanted to battle Lou. He, he hey, listen. He say, Lou, Bitch, I'm coming for your head. And when I tell you, bro, he smoked Lou ass. Don't get me wrong. Lou Castro got a lot of potential. And he reminds me a lot of Kayshawn. He got the animation. He got the theatrics. He got the tone. He got the demeanor. He seemed always serious when he performing. Um, but I feel like his pen is not where he think it is. And when you go against a guy like Clips, he kind of reminds you of the difference in levels. Man, Clips went the fuck off on this guy. Okay? I, Clips went the fuck in, man. I... I Clips bodied him. 3-0, clear. All right, in my opinion. And I'm the type of person, the way I judge battles, I give, a, a, I give you know, each battler credit for each round. Like, I don't judge him just solely round by round. I look at the whole body of work because a guy could clearly beat Edge in every round. But if you had a lot of fire material, I could still give you a round because I feel like collectively all that material would have gave you one round. Especially if the if y'all gave your opponent one and he just edged the rounds, you know what I'm saying? Now the edge be different depending on the type of bars or the type of angles that help you over, you know, get that edge. Clips was just talking to Lou Soul. Lou about to drop like Jack Boy Man. It's about to be real. Alright. But you know, that's what Clips do. Now the next battle on that car was Calico and Chess. And people be forgetting how rough Calico is. Hold on, what card you talking about? Uh, uh any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. The card that uh and the card that Sue Serpent Cortez was supposed to battle on. Initially. When the fight broke out. So right. So Calico and Chess had a nice battle. Chess threw up. And Calico just professional, bro. Man, he's just a professional battle rapper. He don't change. He come high, he come. He gonna talk to you how he talk to you. And Calico 
actually got a pen. You know what I'm saying? Like Calico, he's so aggressive, you know, and he know how to write to his aggression. That's how he rap. But do be saying some crazy shit. It be simple, but it be worded so crazy. You be like, only you could have said that shit, bro. I don't think nobody else could have said that shit. Only you could have said that shit. And it hit home. It ain't like he got a whole bunch of extra, extra, uh, intricate shit. But his shit be hitting deep, though. He was talking to Chess ass boy. And Chess came with it. That first round fucked his momentum up. Kind of, kind of reminds you of, uh, when Lux Battle Calico. Chess recovered really well. But Calico going to fuck in, boy. That shit was so real. That shit was so, so real. So, um, you know, in those battles, of course, you know, I'm, I got Av, Clips, and Calico with the wins. Um, I gave Clips the only 3-0. But then, Sue Surf was supposed to battle Cortez. And all of a sudden, if he was online, and this happened like a month ago, so if you battle rap fans, you've seen the video already. Somebody get knocked out in the tunnel for apparently trying to touch Young M.A. pockets. Now, Young M.A. is there. Uh, young M.A. is there uh, in support of uh, Sue Sir. Because her and Sue, they, they pretty cool. Uh, but I guess some random fan dude or wherever the fuck he is thought he was going to be smart and um, try to touch her pockets. And somebody laid his ass out. That's just, you know, bottom line. Somebody laid his ass out. So, you know, because it's violence in the arena, I believe they was in Atlanta and they ain't trying to have all that. Um, they shut it down. You know what I'm saying? Just bottom line, they shut it down. Um, so the battle didn't happen that night, and this is where we get to Civil War Two, where Calico, I mean, I'm sorry, where uh, Sue Surf and Cortez is now headlining this. Before we get to that card, though, all right, I want to I want to visit a card, a couple cards I missed. And I also want to revisit, um, and I also want to visit an upcoming card that's coming up next week. Um, actually, it's a whole weekend of events uh, next week. Um, and I, for one, am happy to see uh, Smack and them expand the events. Now, what I would like to see Smack and them do is take these battle rap phones and take some of these main these battle rap leagues, uh, these minor ones that they fuck with, you know, like Drake Dennis and them, uh, you know, whoever the case, you know, uh, John John and Don and all them. And I would like to see them start buying their own facilities, bro. Buy your own land. Build your own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, from where battle rap at right now and the influence it has, like, we could really start a trend here. And I say me as a battle rap involver, you know, involvee in some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, we we could really, really shake some leaves here. You know what I mean? Um, but next week, they doing a whole weekend. Kings and Queens 3 um, with some faces on there that you ain't seen in a while. And then also... Uh, it's an in-between card that they got. Uh, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up from the URL. So, Kings and Kings and Queens three is crazy. Um, is this just some of the names. Yeah, do it. Got it. Only got. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's the one. So your honor versus glue easy on that. That's the in between event. So that's Friday. Um, is those two? Wait a minute. Is it's some it's some more people on there for sure. It's just a couple of them. 
Nana versus Glue Easy. And then this. Wait, hold on. Where that shit at? Uh, no, where that shit? Don't go there. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't seen the full card. I just seen it like separated. Well, that's because so when you got the app, you get all this information. So I should go ahead and just pull this up. When you got the app, you kind of get all this information. So now the trailer for Kings versus Queens is like nine minutes long. All right. Um. Kings versus Queens, the weekend is really highlighted by Jazz the Rapper and Geechee Gotti. Um, now, Geechee didn't battle official and, and KCJ, who are all part of the uh, Bardashians. Um, but Kings versus Queens has really taken a different turn. Um, ever since, you know, Data Link with Caffeine. And they've been able to really do things. They just start linking up with Debo and Baps and really giving female battle rap a platform to really shine. So that's fire. And there's quite a few ladies who took advantage. Um, but there's some legends who feel like they need to be getting in on that. You know, people who have been there. And uh, Jazz and Geechee battling has a lot of similarities. For one, Jazz... Geechee like jazz. And I got to say that because jazz came before Geechee. Geechee like jazz has ascended to a top of the battle rap ranking polls in a short period of time. Jazz was still a youngin'. She was like 16, 17 out here dog and shit. I think Geechee been in since he was like 24, 25. All right. So. These two battling is kind of nice, especially since official and JCK, uh, KCJ, I'm sorry, both got lightweight washed by Geechee. You know how Geechee is, man. He talk real disrespectful. You know, I like how Geechee battle because Geechee really try to talk to you about who you is. That's his whole angle. You know, he do this and this round and this and this round and he got all these, but Geechee talked to who you is. Who is you? These antics and shit you done put out here for the people on display. And then he just take it off from there. Which makes Geechee so unique because he don't get a lot of props for being an angler and he angles very well, in my opinion. Um... He also really good at relating to like his 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 punches and this it be relatable. Most of us all from the hood that got cousins that's gang banging and all that type of shit. So we familiar with a lot of this terminology. Now jazz, you know, being from a now I'm not sure if, I think a big part of me wanna say jazz from Brooklyn. But I'm not sure which borough Jazz is from, so I'm not going to really put that out there because I'm not sure. Um, however, though, Jazz on the female battle rap side got one of the most dangerous pins. My knock on Jazz is her performance. I feel like she say the bars like she reading them off the paper. And it ain't really no feeling into it. So that's something in this battle that she's going to have to do. She has to, she's got to bring it, like, her energy. She got to bring that energy she brought against 40 bars. That energy she brought against E-Heart. And she need to up that when she do it, you feel me? Um... But that's going to be a crazy battle. Um, if we doing predictions, why my phone acting so retarded? If we doing predictions, I actually got Jazz taking this 2-1. Now, this could easily, you know, I ain't going to say easy, but this definitely has a chance or potential to where Geechee, Geechee could just lose his fucking mind. 
and go crazy. But Jazz really got a pen. Jazz really correct. Jazz can freestyle. Jazz can rebuttal. She don't do it, but she can. So, you know, I, I wonder how far in her bag she going to go. And plus, a look like this could really propel her and get her buzz even more higher. Like, Jazz already a household name. She's been a household name for years. Geechee just now a household name. So, you know, it's a it's a, it's a line of respect that's got to be given to her, whether people want to do it or not. But that that battle right there is crazy. Then you got official versus DNA. Now, since DNA then reinvented his craft, his part of the craft, DNA kind of take the Geechee approach, but DNA got a lot longer vocabulary and wordplay. Um, and that's no knock on Geechee, and I'm sorry that that's, that's the guy that I use, but that was just the, the battle rap mail I was just talking about. Uh, so that, that's no offense, no slight, no type of way. Um, but, you know, DNA season, bro. They got like 200 battles, bro. That day. DNA could wake up out of sleep and battle you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he been doing this shit so long. Like, he is a, like, I call Calico a professional. Like, DNA is probably the epitome of a professional battle, battle rapper. Him and Diz. No, no matter how much you might don't like disaster, though, them two guys are, like, really professional battle rappers. They come prepared, they come with their material, um, and they perform at a high level. Uh, it's usually something about what they deliver gives you something. Uh, official is a gum bar girl. But I feel like lately she's been evolving her craft. Um, what a lot of us... And me, I got battle. Like I said, I done battled before. I got battle rights up here. So if you ever want to check my credentials, bro, you can go check out my credentials, right? Um, but when you reinvent yourself, a lot of times your flow changes a little bit. Your flow pattern, your tempo, it changes. Your approach changes. Well, it evolves because you're adding new elements and you mix them with the ones you already have. So there's a, a maturation process that happens. And I would like to see that from official going against DNA. I mean, she still could bring in her little joints, but you know, official been in it long enough to where it's gotta be it's gotta be some type of method to the madness. It can't be just come out with the gumball. You know what I'm saying? It's it's gotta be some method to the madness. I think that one is real interesting. It can go either way. I'm gonna argue that that might be the best battle of the night on this call. Um, it's official versus uh uh DNA. So then you got KCJ versus Averb. First off, all they about to get up here and do is flirt with each other. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. This might this gonna be an entertaining battle. This is gonna be a real entertaining battle. It's gonna be more entertaining than people give it credit for. But I think this battle will do a, a lot for both of their image if they come with it. Um, you know, Verb going to come with his angles, his woman angles. You know, he already is a womanizer, but I feel like he going to come with a round where he just going to flirt with Casey, but he going to have some shit in there. Casey, Casey started to look more comfortable in the ring. And I would like to see her use all her elements when she battle and be more comfortable using them all. Meaning, like, she got, like, I feel like Herb, Verb about to unlock a different bag for her, of her material that she don't really touch into. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily taking the Yoshi approach, but just understanding, like, women are feminine. And that could be an advantage when you use it with the bars if you use it right depending on what you look like and how you move. So, you got, uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. 
That's what I needed right there. Okay. That's what I needed right there. So, you got next, you got Charlie Clips versus Yoshi G. All right. This is my pick for probably the most entertaining battle. This might be the most entertaining battle of the year. Because Yoshi gonna talk her shit and Clips gonna talk that shit right with her. You know what I'm saying? Um I I you know, I don't expect this to be too crazy, but I I don't I don't I wouldn't be shocked if this battle has a lot of moments in it. Um so then also on the card you got Jack Boy Man versus First Lady Flame. The reason I like this battle is one because Jack Boy Man actually got a lot of popularity. So when he pop out, people do want to see him battle. First Lady Flames is really just now starting to get her just due respect on a on a on a culture wide level. Um so I feel like her bringing her pen to this battle can really do a lot for her visibility. Um, in this battle, it isn't about who wins or loses, in my opinion, in this particular battle. This battle is solely about, um, and, and, this, and this is just speaking on where these two, in my opinion, where these two at are in the culture, Jack Boy Man and First Lady Frank. This is about them coming on and putting on their best show and really talking to each other and really doing what they am because Jack Boy got a lot better pen than people give him credit for. Um, I, I would argue his pen is, is definitely better than Luke Castro's. Um, and Jack Boy got performance, you know, and he, he, he know how to capture the crowd. So that make Jack Boy really dangerous when his pen hitting with his shit and he ain't worried about everything else. I feel Jack Boy starting to get into his comfort level after the after the COVID sessions. Um, like I say, First Lady Flames hungry. All right, and she want to show that she can murder a dude. Um, so I expect this to to be in contention for battle of the night because of the hunger level. Um but uh but I got definitely DNA and official as first battle of the night for sure. Uh and then the last last uh battle well it's not really the last one but the last one that I'm mentioning is Sue Surf versus Vixen the Assassin. Now this is real interesting that Sue Surf is battling Vixen uh, right before he battles Cortez. So conspiracy theory is going to pop up with him and Cortez not doing it on any given Sunday and they attend the battle and then doing Cortez. You know, it's almost like is you being petty towards Cortez or was you not ready? Like, it's it's so many different conspiracy theories that can come up. But nonetheless, Vixen hungry. You know what I'm saying? New Midwest movement. Shout out to uh, Shout out to Vix, Vix and the Assassin. Um, but she about to definitely, she about to definitely try to talk to Surf. And she gonna be loud and aggressive. And that's my only knock on Vixen is stop yelling. You are not a dude. And you are you are definitely eye appealed on on um on the screen. I don't think you should do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't you. You gonna move however you move, but I just think all your material will hit harder if you were still animated but not yelling. You know what I'm saying? So it'll come off more like I really mean this shit versus this is how I'm talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, 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 Vixen and grown them. You know what I'm saying? Um, at first I thought she was gonna remind me of the K Shams and I. And this ain't no slight on K-Shine, man, but if anybody that watched a battle rap since a long time ago, you know that K-Shine really did not have a pen. He had a lot of theatrics. He had a lot of... His pen wasn't really there. When he started linking with DNA, his pen got better. You know what I'm saying? 
And this is where when people be like, okay, Sean, you got your your animation from Rex, and then you, you got your pen from DNA. You know, this is where they kind of have a little validity. I'm not saying that that's, that is an actual fact, because I don't know Keisha. You know, so I ain't really never conversated with him personally to say that's, that's who he is. But I'm just saying from, from my perspective looking at it, you know, I, it's hard for me to argue for you on that note. You know what I'm saying? Nevertheless, though, Keisha still put in his own work. You know what I'm saying? He he went out there and performed in those battles. He went out there and, and made those moments. He went out there and, and, and did those things. And that's why he, you know, he a legend. Keishon, I'm not even just talking, you know, Keishon a legend. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I reference Keishon and I say these people, I just want people to understand that I'm saying that these people are a lot of performance and they pins haven't gotten there yet. You know what I'm saying? Speaking on a younger Keishon. Uh, version of K-Shine. This K-Shine got a pen. And if he tapped more into his own belief, his pen a lot deadlier than he know it is from what he didn't gathered all these years. But that's another conversation. Um, but Vixen, I was saying that in reference to saying Vixen kind of reminded me of that at first. But um, I think her pen is a lot, a lot stronger. Um, is a lot stronger uh, than giving credit for. Or maybe even some people might want to, you know, she she got a she she can write. She definitely can write. As far as I know, she the one number two. So Sue Surf versus Vixen should be a. I hate to say this, but this really a filler battle. And you know why I say this is a filler battle? Because both of these both of these two already got a lot of stock. And they already got a name. Um, even Vixen being a newcomer, like she's she's damn near a household name. We know Sue Surf, but she's damn near a household name for real on the side. Uh, so I feel like these two only only can lose. They come out and they perform top level like they like they should expect it to. That's only setting a president or giving people a vibe for what they're going to expect for their next opponent that's going to mean something. And this is why I say it's a filler battle. You know what I'm saying? Not like they, you know, they they low-budget card. I ain't saying it like that. What I'm saying is, though, like, compared to the to the other matchups on this card, you know, outside of Yoshi and, 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 uh, and, uh, and Clips. Yoshi and Clips are filler battle, too. Let me throw that in there. That's a filler battle, too, for sure. There's nothing, nothing bringing those two together. But um, but you know, having clips and Sue Surf on a card like this with Kings and Queens definitely adds to the promotion and notoriety and uh, prestige of the card. So, you know, but um, so the only dudes that I think might lose, um, well, actually, I think it might go three three, um. I think Jazz, First Lady Flames. Oh, so. So in my mind, two out of three Bardashians win. They battle. And First Lady Flames wins, they battle. Um, Sue Surf, Wash, Vixen, you know that's supposed to happen. Clips. Wash, Yoshi, you know how I'm supposed to cap it. KCJ and Averb, they kind of like Sue Surf and Vixen in the sense that, not that that's a filler battle, but if they un they can only hurt, they stop. You know what I'm saying? If if they if they come underperforming, you know it's not going. They just really set the president. Like Yoshi and and and, and Clips is really just straightforward. That's just for entertainment purposes because, you know, Clips want to stay warmed up and him battling a chick after he battled his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend and all that. Um, but nonetheless, that is the Saturday card for URL next week. All right. And, you know, they put all the heavy hitters on Saturday because Saturdays, they, they usually debut their big cards on cafe. Um, they start tapping into the Sundays in the last few events. Within the last few events. So they're going to tap into that. And I think this is the first time they're doing the Friday event. Um, 
this Saturday card, though. Mm -hmm. This Saturday event for for the Kings and Queens. Oh, it is Sunday. The Sunday event for Kings and Queens. Uh, excuse me if y'all hear that wind. I see it. I, I see this shit really getting deep out here, but. Uh, Sunday's card. is like a redemption card. So you got Shotgun Shug versus Miss Miami. I mean, that ain't, you know, but you got to get them on King versus King because I think, I don't know if Shug even went against a uh, girl before. If he did, I don't remember. Um, but Miss Miami need a look, and Shug usually the one that they get to do that. Now, another matchup on this Sunday card is JC versus C3. That's going to be nice. I wonder if J if, if, if C3 going to dress kind of feminine. That's going to be interesting. Because JC going to talk. Um, they got Shuni the Rapper. That boy, I just seen it. Yeah, I seen you disappear. I just seen it because you know there's new, there's new update. I can see your bars and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You, yeah, you just got three out. <laughs> I got three out. You got three out. Yo, shit went. I'm like, oh man. It's always something, ain't it? Always something. We back thugging though, man. Get to it. Um. So I'm talking about the Sunday card. Um, I was trying to pull it up. I couldn't find it. Uh-oh, it's two of you. It's two of you. It's two of me. Oh, no, you're good now. The other one bounce. <laughs> that's my sign. That's my sign that I, I might not be need to be doing this too long. That's, that's the sign. I ain't really been on it in a minute. You feel right. me? But that's the sign. No, that's cool. I don't, I don't think that's the side, man. I don't know. I don't think that's the side. You know side. what I'm saying? So let's go. That's cool, cool, cool. We 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 gonna get there. So um on this on this Sunday card, they got Fonz versus Shuni the Rapper. Now at one point in time, Shuni the Rapper was considered one of the best chicks in battle rap. Ah. I don't know what happened. I ain't really in the know to know specifically like why she kind of disappeared. I seen her pop up and do a two-on-one with hey, man. Um, she done battled a few chicks throughout the year. She uh, married one of the rappers, I think Fettuccine. Um, and then at one point they were saying Fettuccine only got better because she was writing his bars. So that's just, you know, no, no, no ill slight, but that I'm just going through the things that I've heard about in between the time that Shuni was considered the best, one of the best female battle rappers and present day. Then she then popped up a little bit over, over COVID um, recently, though. But I know she was involved saying she was coming back. I heard some things. So I think she had like two battles in the last like six months. Don't quote me on that though. Because I ain't like I say I ain't in the know with her like that. So I don't want to misrepresent nothing like that. Ain't shape. But they brought her out of hiding to battle fine. Now the other card the other battle on this particular card is Steams versus Elijah Strait. And then on Friday, it's a car, but I don't got that yet. I'm going to figure that out in a second. But this is the part. Wash them off. And I just want to highlight Fonz right there. 
because man, Fonz be in his bag. You hear me? Like the way that the way that he set his shit up for the punch, and how sometimes he just be talking to people and they think it's a punch, but he really, really don't be intending it like that. He just be, bruh. Listen, it's by the, this year, I felt like he was robbed on the top five champion of the year contention last year. But from the word I got, he didn't have enough battles. He needed one more battle. Now, technically, him and Tink the Demon was supposed to battle last year, but shit happened. So... That battle didn't go down to like a month or two ago, month and a half ago. Uh, but they just dropped the footage for that like yesterday, day before yesterday. It might have been Thursday. Um, I mean, it might have been Friday. I think it was Friday. I highly recommend y'all go check that battle out. Um, Tink the Demon, one of them dudes, were like, he got a fire pen, he got an original type of flow. but he inconsistent. Um, you know, you just question, like, how serious do he take battle rap, in a sense. Um, but they put him up against Fonz. Now, before Fonz battled uh, Tink, if I am mistaken, he battled drugs on some short notice shit. only reason Fonz appeared to lose that battle is because drugs didn't slip up. But material for material, Fonz smoked drugs. Drugs, happy as hell Fonz was slipping. Because if Fonz was not slipping, if he was on this shit, bro, that was a clear body on a one round. So, I wouldn't doubt if he brought some of that to the team back. All right. If you're on a URL app, if you got the app, you know there's a point system. You can hit the buzzer, you know what I'm saying, and let you know. And then shout out a hard bar or a hard line that stood out to you. So, that way they can gauge kind of what's the punches and what's not that people are appealing to. I think it's a very intricate and very nice element to battle rap through the app that people don't give a lot of pay a lot of attention to. Like they use it, but they don't really give it a lot of just do that it has. So shout out to the URL team and, and their programmers for putting that in there and having that thought process. Uh, but I gave Fonz like 20 buzzers for that round. His first round against Tink. Tink first round was cool, but it just it had no rhythm to it. It was kind of choppy-ish. Almost like he was trying to remember it. Uh, it just didn't it just didn't look right. Uh, but Fonz first. He came out the gate. He was on Tink Ass. Paul, no offense. But he 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 was uh he he was he was punching at the punch, right? Um, the second round, I thought Tink did better, but at that point in the battle, I started thinking maybe he underestimated Fonz, and that got me thinking like, why do y'all underestimate this man? I mean, don't get me wrong, keep you know keep underestimating. Him. By all means, you know, keep keep thinking this shit sweet. Keep on, all right, and you gonna end up in that bag. But um, you know, I just felt like he had some shit in there, but he just, but he was a little more. It wasn't as choppy. He had like a a pause in there, but I don't think I don't think that was a choke. I I don't think that was a, a stutter or nothing. I just think he, he kind of gathered himself when he was breathing, and he was starting to get intense after Fonz spit that first round. He he already knew what, he, what type of fight he was, he what type of fight he was in for. Fonz, 
like the man of the second round. Every time people get to going crazy about Fonz, it's usually in his second round. Now, this time, it seemed like, because they was in Houston, it seemed like they slept on his second round. Well, Fonz still won the second round third, in my opinion. But he had this airline scheme that was just so crazy that they did not pick pick up on. All right. And then he he ended this shit. <laughs> that nigga say, I really torture niggas. I really paint portraits, pictures. Bruh. The shit that he had at the end of that round, man, he was fucking tink up, bruh. Oh my God. You gotta listen. It's if nothing else, it's worth to go buy the app just to go see how Fonz performed in this battle. All right, it's worth it. It's worth the like, bro. He was on demon time to do it. That nigga say we was robbing shit, and we ran the demon home. We were haunted houses, bro. This nigga was spazzing. Okay, in the second, bro, and they just acted like they did they was not paying attention. This nigga was spaz. Um Tink third round was flame. Now it wasn't like Uber spectacular, but compared to his first two rounds, his third round was the rounds he should have came with the whole battle at worst. But I felt like Fonz just went crazier in the third than he did in the first. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, listen. Shooty, I don't really know what to tell you. Just, like, try to prepare. All I can tell you is, though, come out your bag. You come in there thinking Fonz ain't got a top top five pin in battle rap not just in you in battle rap in the whole culture if you don't think fonz got a top five pin in battle rap you're going to get smoked that's my assessment that's that's just my personal opinion you're going to get smoked fonz like clips to me man the only difference the only question you got is how serious is he taking if he take you serious, you going in that bag. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he ain't even came out his whole bag yet, right? He ain't even, like, he's still fresh to the main stage, and they just now bringing back the crowd. So I felt like he ain't really had the, the many opportunities to really get his feet wet and really kind of, like, find his own. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so I'm really hoping you are real take this take his time in 2022 to really feature him. You know what I'm saying? You've been featuring Easy. You've been featuring Lou. You know what I'm saying? Jaden Nightwing and got it. Bruh, he is the top. He is the top guy in that class. You are. RL, what are you doing? Is it because he's from Cleveland? What Cleveland got to do with the talent? It's the talent that you're pushing. Let him worry about the city. You know what I'm saying? If you felt like you want some more, then you come down. To, you come, y'all. You're real. Y'all come down to Cleveland. Y'all talk to Fonz and do some business about setting shit up in Cleveland. That's who you could talk to. The landlord. You should probably talk to him. Y'all think that landlord shit is a gimmick? You you probably should really talk to the guy and really see what the fuck going on, so you don't be guessing. But you know, but URL got a crazy car, uh, a crazy weekend next weekend. Um, that's April uh, 29th and 30th and May 1st. Um, they really got some raw shit going on. You feel me? So, uh, y'all should definitely check that out. Caffeine app is going to be free. You know what I'm saying? All these, uh, but I think they start early. Uh, I know the Sunday car going to start at 1. So, get prepared. Um, few other things I want to touch on, though, before we leave here, because it's been a while. We're going to go into entertainment right now, all right? And we're going to talk about some shit that happened a month ago, 
maybe three weeks ago, probably. And this is Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock. All right. So I'm late to the party talking about this. This is probably dead to everybody else. Understandably so. It's what it is. What it is. But I found the whole situation funny as hell. The whole situation. Now, I do understand what people say. Why y'all let, let them do black folks like that on national TV? Bro, we got reality shows. You can't get no more doing black people worse on TV than these fucking reality shows. So I really don't understand that part of the debate. That shit is irrelevant to me. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I do want to touch on is morals and boundaries. And this is where society, oppressors, social media has blurred the lines in our culture. And it's crazy how people who are not of our culture think they can set the rules and standards for our culture like they own us. And I don't think people pay that shit a lot of attention. Um, but Chris Rock is a habitual line stepper with his jokes. This is duly noted. You can pull up all type of footage of Chris Rock. And he make comments and jokes about shit that you probably shouldn't be making jokes and comments about. Not at the time when you do. This is why I call him a habitual line stepper. And when you are a habitual line stepper, you can't get mad when everybody reacts differently. Because you're dealing with everybody as their own person. And they have their own standards and morals and values. So when you throw shots, you got to be willing to take shots, too. Chris makes the comment. He's making jokes. He makes the joke about Jada Pickett and her bald head. And he makes a reference to G.I. Jane, too. Some people don't find this joke funny. I thought this joke was funny than a motherfucker. Hey, bro, and once they released the other angles, you see she was damn near laughing more than the little, the little mean face that they kept on showing like she was just so upset. She was damn near laughing more than she had the mean face, for real, for real. <laughs> you lead, you, bro, you lead into my point. You lean into my point. Will didn't smack Chris Rock because of Jada Pickett. He smacked Chris Rock because he felt like Chris Rock was trying to play him on national TV. Now, a lot of people may not understand this, but a lot of these same people don't deal with context clues. They don't think, they don't believe that Things lead up to a result, and not and and they just believe that results just happen out of random. People just randomly choose. Not that's that's true in some instances, and it's eight billion people. So out of eight billion people, that's a lot of some instances because we're dealing with a large value. But you know, some people just don't like being disrespectful. And let's think about this. In the situation with Will, Jada, and Chris Rock, Will the only person with something to lose. That particular Oscar was about Will getting his uh, Oscar for uh, for uh, King Richard after going through all the shit that he was going through, which is some of the shit that Chris Rock was kind of implying when he was making the joke. I know he only joked about Jada. But he's been talking shit about Jada and Will for the last few years. This is not a new, something new. Right. He's been doing this. Will and Chris Rock been in 
entertainment together for the last 30 years. Man, they did so much shit together and rocked out. So, I'm just saying, like, Will felt some type of way. He already going through shit. His whole life is displayed over the media, his kids, his wife, him, whether true or untrue. It's a constant topic of talk. When he first got into the media, got into this shit and really made a name, people was already trying to downplay him because he made his hits as an artist and then made it as a comedian actor. And he's really an actor second. He's just funny. So he a comedian too. But Will been on the A-list for like three decades. The whole 2000s, Will been an A-list rapper. Okay. A-list song maker and theatrical and uh, cinema performer. Let's say that. Cinema participante. However you want to word this shit. Okay. So I'm alluding to the fact that people have been downplaying Will and his accomplishments his whole fucking career. His whole career. Will's fucking 50. Something. They've been playing him all his... He got with Jada, married the girl that he felt like was the girl of his dream, and all the fuck he keep hearing about is how he only got her because Tupac not here. Bruh, it don't matter if you think something small or not. When you keep hearing the same shit, for decades and decades and decades and decades and years and years and days and days on end, that shit aggravating. Even if you don't think it's no shit, it's aggravating. I don't want to keep hearing that shit. And for some reason, social media and society got people think there isn't a boundary, there isn't a limitation on shit you should say, do, and act upon or try to make funny jokes like of. There are no morals. There are no manners. There's no respect when it comes to this shit. They try to treat people like products and profit. And somewhere people got to draw the line. So I'm saying all that to say, the reason that Will smacked Chris was because Chris is a habitual line stepper and he picked the wrong time to be making that type of joke. Granted, I thought this shit was fucking hilarious. In my opinion, if Jada didn't want that joke cracked on her, her ass shouldn't have sat right in the front row with that big ass bald head. And I don't have, I don't feel no type of way about her bald head. That's fucking her. I don't have to live with that shit. What I am saying is though, if you don't want people talking about your shit, don't put it on display. Because you can't control what other people say. The First Amendment is freedom of speech. And people tend to forget that, but they also tend to abuse it too. Freedom of speech does have a limitation because there is such thing as morals, manners, and respect. So you can't think that you can say anything you want and still demand somebody else to have morals, manner, and respect for you. And don't try to put what you think or what you feel is right on everybody else because everybody ain't you. But if a large part of us have the same sentiments, depending on the moral and respect baseline, and that's really gonna dictate who really is more in the right per se. Will didn't smack Chris because of Jada. Jada, if you look at her look, her look to me said, Why the y'all really don't know what this fool gonna do? I hope he don't get out his chair. Will laugh, because as I said, the joke was funny. But because I impulsively laugh at something that's funny don't mean I'm okay with it. That is an impulse reaction. That's just like if something happened in front of you random, you're going to have an impulse reaction before it sets in what's going on and how you need to react. Everybody go. Everybody in life goes through this. Will was so smooth with it, though. He laughed. He already knew in his head what he was going to do. Politely got right up and smacked fire out his ass. Now, some people was like, oh, that shit was staged. But in my opinion, why would Will willingly agree to stage some shit like that 
when he's the only person out of those three with something to lose. Those two careers don't even equal half to what Will has accomplished in his life career-wise. Jada is known as a side piece. When you buckle down all the information, Jada is known as I ain't gonna say that. I ain't no man. I'm, I am gonna say that. In so many words, man, she was the hoe that got turned into a housewife. Break down all the information. Look at it. You tell me what you conclude to because when you say all this other shit, it has a root. What is the root? And this is no offense to Will. I, you know, I feel for him and his I, I really feel for that man. I really feel for that man. I don't feel for Jada though. Because she is the constant in all the BS that go on in his life. Public. She is always involved some type of way. It ain't just totally on Will. It seems it seems to be a reaction to something she's already done and been publicly doing. And then when he finally reached his point to where he like, I ain't on that shit no motherfucker. Now all of a sudden he the bad guy. That shit corny. I don't respect that shit. I got a lot of respect for Will. I, I love his movies. I like watching it. I just watched I Am Legend yesterday. I still watch Hitch when I can catch it. I wasn't a fit, big fan of Wild Wild West, but that is actually a good ass movie. We ain't gonna talk about what he did in concussion and seven pounds and all type of other shit this guy did. Alright? Okay. Hey, we talk about bad boys, one, two, and three. Hey, bitch got range. You know what I'm saying? He, a rapper just did a dedication song to him that went platinum. You know why I went platinum? Because it was about Will Smith. Like, I. I really need y'all to really put shit into context when y'all come to these little ultimate judgments and trying to put labels on people. You know what I'm saying? And another thing on that note is too, Matt, you know what? We ain't gonna get into that right now. But I was late. I wanted to just give my thoughts on the Will and Jada perspective. Um, I put up my post and things like that, which was wild. But now that I'm live, I just wanted to put that out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, what I don't like about what the Oscars did. And this is what I don't like and where I can understand where people felt like that shit might have been staged and how it just helped it aid, it helped aid the Oscars pushing agenda, which is a known agenda. They've been doing this shit for 2,000 years. We get into why I say 2,000 years another time, but they've been doing this shit for 2,000 years. Um, the Oscars purposely did not publicize or show Samuel L. Jackson getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Ain't that a bitch? We talk about range. We talk about guys that's been through shit. Went from nothing to the top of the motherfucking food chain. You talk about inspiration. And stories that can help guys of my age and older or younger know that you don't have a time limit on when you can succeed. It's just about when you put in that work and that effort to put you over the top. Why didn't you fucking display that? Samuel L. has been everything, bro. He's been a villain, the good guy, a cop, a SWAT. He's been intelligence. He's been a superhero, a comic book hero, a DC. Bro. Cartoon voices, every damn thing. <laughs> bro, he'd have been a he'd have been a father, a son. He was shaft. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. You publicized, you let all that other shit leak out about Will and fucking Chris Rock. But you ain't fucking publicized Samuel L. Jackson, his lifetime achievements. What the fuck type of shit was that? I'm just now getting out here to say something about it, so I apologize for being late. But why the fuck we ain't make a big deal about this shit? 
we make a big deal in the culture. We make a deal about everything fucking else. And when we make big deals about shit, they put some type of notoriety on the shit. So why the fuck we didn't make a big deal about the fact that Samuel L. Jackson should have got a global presentation for his lifetime achievement? This shit is fucking bananas, man. I felt so disrespected by that shit that I'm not Samuel, but he got his Oscar. And I'm so happy he got that motherfucker because it's past due. Samuel L. didn't play the Star Wars. He didn't. Bruh. The type of hoops and obstacles black folks got to go through in these careers to get the same notoriety that these pipsqueak ass non-black folks get recognition for is fucking ridiculous. That, that, that shit is some of the most insulting shit more than all that other shit. That shit is insulting. Samuel L. need more respect. Flat out. I might fuck around and go watch SWAT tonight. Or the negotiate. He was... Bruh, Samuel L. was the fucking negotiator. Have you ever seen a negotiator? I just gotta... Have you seen the negotiator? Like, have you really... Have you checked out this movie, bro? If you know any... Man, bruh. Bruh. The disrespect on this man's name is retarded. And not by us. It's by Hollywood. That man is a legend. He didn't play all the roles. He didn't fulfill all the requirements. He didn't check off all the fucking boxes. And he did it as... He did it after 35. Just to give you some perspective. He didn't fucking hit the scenes. He was like 37 or some shit. 39 or some shit. Morgan Freeman didn't hit the scenes. He was like 43. Try to keep this a little more consistent and try to come with it at least every week, every other week, something. You know what I'm saying? So I can stay updated and get my shit out here. But definitely follow us, man. You can catch us on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Leave your comments, your feedback, tell me what you thought. Uh, YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and all that. You feel me? But it's been a pleasure rocking with y'all, man. Deep in the bars, we're going to get a bottom.